May 31st, 2016. Bengali was the first to arrive and the last to leave. It was either late 1997 or maybe 1998 when a friend of mine walked into my office and said, you have got to see this. That led to a road trip to nefariously meet with an elephant keeper who said that he just hated tigers and would do anything to get rid of them. He was angry because his well-hidden plot of dirt where used elephants go to disappear had been taken over by a long row of circus wagons full of tigers. I could not believe my eyes when I saw circus wagon after wagon, each with a lone tiger and a water bowl and nothing else. No shade, no toys, no place to lay except on the hot, hard floors of the iron-barred cages. The keeper said that the cats had been there for a couple of years because they wouldn't perform anymore, and that USDA was all over them about the conditions, but nobody wanted to spend money on building a retirement center for them because, unlike the elephants, breeding them wasn't as lucrative. There were plenty of backyard breeders who were using cubs for photo ops and then selling them to the circus to be used. That began two or three years of negotiations between me and the circus to get these cats out of the beast wagons and into our sanctuary. I'd just lost my husband and the courts had seized our assets because we didn't know where he'd gone or if he'd be back. His kids by a former wife didn't want any more of their money being wasted on feeding and caring for lions, tigers, and the other hundred or so exotic cats at the sanctuary. I had to learn how to ask for money and help because I could only access a limited allowance, which was a third of what it actually cost to run the rescue. There was no way I could afford to take the 20 tigers from the circus when I knew that each cat would cost me $7,500 just in food and vet care back then. The negotiations ended with the agreement that the circus would build the cages and supply the food and vet care costs and I would take the cats who were currently sitting in Williston, Florida, and the rest of the tigers as they got ill or stopped performing until all 19 tigers and one leopard were here. The caveat was that I could not tell anyone the name of the circus, or they could take the cats back. I held good to that promise because I shudder at the thought of where these cats could end up. Just before Christmas in the year 2000, the first of the six tigers arrived. The Bengal, because he never had a name and was just referred to by his breed, his brother, Sarmoti, Nini, Axel, Buffy, and Conan. We added the I to Bengal to give him a proper name of Bengali. Bengali and Sarmoti had been reported to have been born at the infamous Siegfried and Roy nightclub in Las Vegas, but because they were the wrong color, golden instead of white, they were handed off to the circus. They rode in a chariot behind horses which had to be a torment to the horses as well as the tigers, who were restrained. Use your imagination for how, but I guarantee it wasn't positive reinforcement from doing what they would naturally do to the horses. Getting records from the circus and private owners always proves challenging. The paperwork they arrived with said that Bengali had been born in 1995, but later one of the circus vets said they had records on him going back to 1993. We discovered that back in 2013, when his brother Sarmoti died, whether he was five or seven when he arrived, he was still a youngster. 
Tigers don't usually begin killing their owners and trainers until they are somewhere between five and seven, even though they can look full-grown at a year or two. When Bengali arrived, his trainer said he was treacherous and would surely kill someone. But as soon as he had 2,000 square feet of space to himself with a pond, cave, trees, bushes, and grass, he became one of the happiest and most beloved of the tigers who ever stepped foot on Tampa soil. It was clear as I tried to walk off the morning's events and saw all of our volunteers and interns crying from one end of this 67-acre refuge to the other that Bengali was leaving a hole in our hearts that nothing would ever fill. Bengali's health has been a bit of a roller coaster ride for the past several years. He's been treated for a reoccurring ear infection, and each time has bounced back. But a week or so ago, he had a seizure and bit his tongue. After that, he didn't want to eat, and we couldn't get him to take his meds. Without his pain management meds for all of his old cat issues, he felt worse. The worse he felt, the less inclined he was to eat or take his pills. When he had a second seizure and bit the other side of his tongue, we knew it was time to let him go. We don't know if he's 21 or 23, but in either event, it's twice as long as tigers usually live. Bengali got to spend most of that surrounded by people who love him. As we kneeled beside him for his last breaths, I noticed the scars again on his elbows from the years of pacing around in the tiny circus wagon. I couldn't hold back the tears. None of us could. If you knew Bengali, then I know you are crying too. Please don't let his life in the circus and all of the cats who have lived and died in miserable little cages for the amusement of ignorant people be in vain. Please take the pledge to never go to a circus that uses wild animals and help end the suffering. And then back then I had a link to nocircustigers.com. Now there hardly are any circuses. This one has no longer on the road with animals. And I'm hoping that very soon the whole idea of seeing an, a wild animal performing in a circus is something that people would just be appalled to go do, as they should be appalled. If you enjoyed these video blogs of my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you.